Kelly, I'm so glad that we're doing this talk, coming together today to really share about our parenting journeys, experiences, uh, going all the way back to our own childhood. And uh, today, uh, we just wanted to share with everybody, really talking about opening up a little bit, getting vulnerable about our experiences with having very absent parents. Um, Kelly and I do have different stories, uh, a lot of similarities in some respects. Uh, Kelly and I have a really neat story ourselves of how we met. We met on an airplane. Um, I think it was, gosh, almost two years ago now. Wow, it's crazy. Um, Time flies, but we really connected and we, you know, really shared openly about, you know, the experiences of our lives and, you know, what we've gone through. And a lot of that derives from our upbringing and our parents just not really being available to us um, for whatever reason. I mean, I think uh, in my own story and, you know, traveling sort of this journey of healing, uh, I've recognized that my parents uh, are still very much growing themselves. They are much, very much evolving and in, in this evolutionary growth uh, of their own. Um, and I've had to kind of get outside of myself of, you know, what was supposed to be and just be accepting of what was and then grow for myself. And um, yeah, I, I've already gotten way too in it without really kind of prefacing the fact that, you know, um, I am a mother of three boys. Kelly is a mother of two boys. And we really just want to share about what it means to parent for us coming again from a space of um, parents that were very absent. So really not having an example of how to parent. Um, I don't know who's listening today. If maybe, you know, this resonates, please comment. But, um, you know, obviously there's no manual given. And even if your parents were very present, you know, in your lives, maybe they weren't available emotionally or, um, you know, maybe they didn't talk to you about certain topics that are coming up in your parenting realm. Um, you know, but parenting is very much a trial and error. And, you know, I know from my own experience, it's been really wonderful, um, to embrace that. Uh, and it's been so healing to really be able to recognize, um, shortcomings and learn from them and then not do them again. And then if I do them again, you know, kind of uh, strategize for how not to do the get, do them again. Um, an example that comes to mind is like yelling at my kids and losing my patience and recognizing that I have to derive uh, a sense of respect within myself that I, I don't want to do it, not just for them, but for myself, because I don't like that quality about myself. Um, so I've, I've gone in a couple different directions, shared a little bit about my past, talked a little bit about my parenting. Kelly, I'm going to, I'm going to pass it over to you just to get your initial thoughts on, you know, our, our topic of parenting, um, when your parents were pretty absent. So, um, where, where do you want to start off? You know, maybe some of what I've said has already resonated. I know we've talked about it a little bit, um, but yeah, yeah, balls over in your court. You take it away. Oh, Lauren, this is such a great topic. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you um, for having me on again. It's great to connect with you. And listening to your introduction, one of the biggest things that you uh, said made such sense. Um, you know, our parents are still growing themselves. And I think you said it best uh, you know, through this travel of, you know, healing and everything, we need to get outside of ourselves and 
understand what was supposed to be and accept what was. And I didn't have parents uh, growing up. My mom was really young having me. She was 16 and my dad was 19. And, you know, like you said, we, we just kind of um, have to remember that they've done the best that they could. But she wasn't able to care for me and um, had had left for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know where she is or um, if she is alive. I think she is. I had connected with her one other time in my teenage years, and that was it. Uh, my father is in, is present in my life, and although he was young, and, and um, I was raised by my grandparents, which were his parents, and I think it's hard to be a parent yourself when you don't have parents of your own, and for me, uh, it's scary growing up without parents. When you're younger, you think, oh, I'm just a kid. You know, you do what kids do. You don't really notice it until you start getting older and you have like days where you look around and you're with your friends and, you know, you see their mom and dad and, you know, they're doing things together and you think, huh, you know, I have my grandparents, which I'm so, so, so grateful for. Uh, but it's definitely leaves you feeling empty and a little bit for me, um, you feel like a misfit, you know, you just kind of feel there's that abandonment, you know, sometimes, but I've worked through all this stuff, but there's still triggers that come back. And I think one of the triggers is that comes back with knowing that you're, you don't have parents to lean on is when you have children of your own. That was really hard for me. Um, I, you know, I see all these grandparents with their children or their grandchildren, I'm sorry, or I see grandparents helping everybody out or having them at parties. And it's just such a, it's such a good feeling to see that. And that piece is missing. And I think for me personally, as a mom and Lauren, you could probably relate to this too. You don't really have that connection to, to call somebody that guidance or understanding or that unconditional support with kids, you know, so I had to kind of figure out how to be a mom without any guidance or example. Um, I certainly know what I didn't want to do as a mom, uh, but I didn't know if I was going to be a good mom. And that was really hard and scary for me. I thought, oh my goodness, what if you know, I don't know how to connect with them, or I do the wrong things. Uh, what if I don't have that motherly instinct because I lacked a mom? Uh, surprisingly, you know, I was grateful. I, I don't have those things. I am I hope I'm a good mom. I have two boys. I have an 11-year-old and a 15-year-old. And I tend to over-parent, I think, a little bit because... Um, not not overparent in a bad way, but how do I say this? Overcompensate because I didn't have a mom. So I think, you know, I'm so present in my kids' lives and I want to make sure they're okay and, um, you know, let them know how much I love them a million times a day and just give that love and support to them because I didn't have it. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that uh, become tricky without parents. I think people that are listening, if you haven't had those guidance growing up uh, with parents, it's a little bit tougher uh, than, than 
people that had parents or, or people that had parents, like you said, Lauren, and that just weren't there, you know, presently weren't there. That's the same thing. Uh, so going back to you, Lauren, what are some challenges that you felt when you, uh, when you had kids and, and not having parents present, what, present for you, uh, being a mom without having a mom of your own, what are some of your, what are some of your things that, you know, that, that you think about with this? What a great question, Kelly, and really hard hitting. Uh, I've been sitting here trying to think about, you know, what it's been like being a parent, like really kind of go backwards. Cause I feel like I'm in such a stride now, you know, it's just kind of my norm uh, that I don't think about it too often, but certainly I think when I first became a mom, I was just, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> I thought, I thought that a lot. Um, but I think my daily driver is that I just want to be present for my kids. And this is definitely not a knock against uh, my mom or my dad. Um, certainly I've worked through just all the resentment and all of the frustration, but I've come on the other side of that with tons of forgiveness and grace in my heart for them. Um, because as I already said, you know, they're on their own evolutionary growing journey. And, you know, certainly do I wish that they had been further along when I was younger, of course, but the reality is, is that they weren't and, and it's okay because, you know, they, they're in a different place in their life. They're, they're in a different, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A different, uh, pace, pace of life, not place, pace of life. And for me, I just, you know, I know when Barrett was born, when Wynn was born, when Owen was born, I just had this like immense gratitude in my heart that God would gift me with this beautiful child to guide through life. I mean, and I guess because of my parents' absentness uh, in my life, maybe that's what actually gave me the perspective of wanting to be so present. Um, because I knew that, that I knew what they had missed out on in my life. And I didn't want to miss out on that in, in my children's lives. I mean, because ultimately, like, regardless of what I think I should have had from them, like they missed out on so much with me. Uh, even as I've become an adult and a mother, I mean, my dad is still really not in the picture. Uh, he might call me every, I don't know, six to eight months. Um, but I don't really feel a pull to call him because he's very consumed in his life. He has, uh, two younger children, um, a 16 year old and uh, I believe my sister's 13. Um, so yeah, he's busy in his own life. And, and I really just look at it, you know, in, in reference to him and, and even my mom, she's now back in my life in this last year and a half. It's been wonderful to cultivate a, a new relationship with her, like getting to know each other all over again. Um, you know, but I just, I realize I never want to have a regret that I've missed out on something in my children's lives. I want to be able to, cultivate a space that I can evolve with their seasons. I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned and, you know, coming through again with forgiveness and grace um, for whatever, well, not whatever, for what my past, for what my history was as a child with my parents. Um, that grace piece is so big though, you know, because recognizing the things that my parents have to work on or work through. I mean, I recognize as an adult that life is not easy and there are lots of stressors and I'm so grateful for my faith life, for my spiritual life to 
have and to know that I've got God to lean on. And I'm, I'm even more immensely great, grateful that I have that to gift to my children. You know, because there's tons of questions that they ask that I don't have the answer to that I don't know, but I can go, well, let's talk to God or let's pray and teaching him how to pray. Gosh, if I had learned how to pray before I was in my twenties. I mean, I'm grateful that I learned in my twenties. There's plenty of people that haven't learned how to really pray, you know, and they're, you know, n- near death, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I also think back to all the, the scripture stories of just so many adverse situations. I mean, how many of those prophets, those disciples, those individuals like didn't grow up with families that were beaver you know the leave it to beaver um or you know this like uh, expected family and and that's the norm i don't know why i mean society i mean our marketing social uh, our social construct has probably blown that life out of proportion and made it seem like it's you know the the more norm or the norm um because it's the one we all want to celebrate and that we're happy to look at. I am, I think I am grateful to see that there are more stories coming out about, you know, broken families and gosh, I don't maybe like that word broken, but um, families that aren't fitting the atypical, you know, mom, dad, uh, kiddo, mom, dad, actually pay attention to kiddo (laughs) sort of environment. Um, Not to say that's not like what we want to all aim for and, and achieve at some point, you know, or, uh, two parents, I shouldn't just say mom and dad, but a two parent uh, household. Um, but yeah, I mean, our upbringing, Kelly, I think, and I hope that the people that are listening out there, if, if your norm is, is not the two parent household and, and the parents that did what they were supposed to do, quote unquote, you know, always there, always present, um, serving and sacrificing to understand their child and to grow and to evolve with the seasons because growing and evolving with the seasons of a child, it's a lot. I mean, literally you have to be flexible daily because children wake up different practically every day, new, new ideas, new concepts, new, uh, ways of wanting to do things. And it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a ton of patience. That's the other part I give my parents a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, grace on is, you know, patience is a tough one. I mean, I, Every day, I think, grow a little bit more in my patience. Thank the Lord. But I know I don't do that without God's help. So, yeah, I don't know. Does any of that resonate with you, Kelly? Or um, thoughts that are coming up for you as I kind of delved into your question? Um, There's a lot there for sure, but I'd love to get kind of your feedback first. Oh, yes, Lauren. It's all relatable. So many things that you had said have hit home in more ways than one. And I want to touch base on one of the things you had mentioned. I think we have to say forgiveness and grace is huge on our end as well. Like we have to make sure that we've worked through that. And I have, just like you, we have talked about this. Um, Like you had said, this is nothing against our parents. They did what they could. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful that I have a relationship with my dad. I'm actually going to see him. Uh, today I'm flying to see him in Florida he lives in Florida and it's my first time out there so it'll be good to connect with him and and uh, it's good to see him in this phase of life he's retired and I think you would hit the nail on the head Lauren when you had said our parents are also in different paces in their lives and 
So yeah, I think forgiveness and grace, circling back to that, you have to have that in order to understand your childhood upbringing if it wasn't that perfect normal situation with your parents in the household or if they were in the household and they weren't present. There's some people out there that maybe had this mom and dad lifestyle, but they just weren't there for them. And that's that's also hard. It's almost harder because if you see you're seeing them in your face, but they're not there for you. So I really have empathy for those who struggle with that. But um, yeah, I, do, I really wanted to hit the uh, point on having you and I come full circle. We had talked about this. You have got to, people that are out there listening. You know, I, it doesn't mean there's days that I don't get sad or maybe I'm mad or frustrated. I feel cheated sometimes. I think that's a good word out of parenting in itself. Uh, you know, again, not, nothing towards my mom who was out there, my birth mother and um, my dad. They were young and they did what they could, but definitely feel cheated at sometimes. But I have forgiveness and grace. And I think that's helped me obviously through therapy, but more so even as a mom. Because I think, Lauren, as you said it, children wake up every day different and they don't come with a manual or a set of instructions on what to do. And I'm raising a teenager for the first time and whew, I love my kids, but boy, patience are, my patience is being tested and patience is a big one with that. It's a, it's definitely, <laughs> I love them so much, but uh, you know, I'm I'm learning every day. And also, Lauren, another thing I think I, I really agree with you on and is so important is being present for your kids. I think when you said that, it was to wrap this whole thing up. I think that's the most important thing. You don't have to have all the money in the world. You don't have to, you know, shower them with all this, you know, materialistic things. You just need to be there. You need to be there, you need to be stable, you need to be consistent, you need to have grace. And, you know, that's what kids need is the, is all of that. And definitely God in your life. I love talking scripture with you, Lauren, because uh, I too have that relationship. You know, you need to be able to, to go to God for things. I know because I have lacked parents or thereof, like guidance, um, I've had to turn to God a little bit more, I think, with things. And that's okay, you know. Um, I'm grateful for that. And I'm learning in that area too. And yeah, so basically remembering that our parents are on their own journey. Um, I think it's funny when I talk to my dad. I was just talking to my sisters about this the other day. It's so funny how different my dad is. Like he's almost softened. You know, he's just a different person in his retirement age. And I think as we all evolve, we're all different, even as parents. And even though I don't agree with how they parent or how my dad did, and, you know, my mom isn't in my life, I certainly have a respect for them, if that makes sense. Um, and I've learned those are the things that I don't want to do with my children, which is a good thing. Um, but I have had, you know, I've had to come a long journey and, and have, like I said, and I'm going to say it again, like that forgiveness, you got to work through it or it's going to bring you down. It's not going to allow you forgiveness. Is, forgiveness is huge. It's going to set you free. And it's, it's so true. 
So I don't know if I've, you know, touched base on everything that you had said, but, um, yeah, I think this has been, this has been a really good topic. I know for me, uh, I'm flying out in about five hours to see my dad and, this has been really good for me is and soothing for me to talk about because even though I love my dad, um, we don't have this super close relationship. You know, we, it's evolving. He's been back in my life for about 11 years. Um, but again, this is the first time me going down to see him in Florida. So, uh, this is big and I, I, I'm grateful and a little guarded. I'm not going to lie, but in a good way, not, not a bad way. Um, so yeah, uh, Lauren, I do want to ask you, kicking it back to you. Um, do you ever have any feelings of abandonment issues? I know I touched base on that little bit when I was talking earlier in, in this episode, but I think for me, I know one of the things that I have um, to learn to still work on um, is feeling of that abandonment. Like I, I always worry, I think it triggers for me. Um, so in different ways. So I'll give you a funny story and then I'm going to pass it back to you. Um, we have a dog and I love this. We have a golden retriever named Chase and um, we're boarding the dog for Florida. And I have all this anxiety about Chase going into this place to be boarded and I, I'm not sleeping and I have all this thing I'm trying to pack and and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if, what if he thinks that we're not coming back? What if he, for, you know, thinks that we left him? What if, and I, and I realize I have to stop and I realize this is a, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, these are my abandonment issues. And I am so worried about this five month old puppy thinking that we're never coming for him again. And we're leaving him in like this, it's a wonderful facility, but to me, I, 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 it's these, it's triggers. It's funny things. And I laugh to myself because I know how to navigate that. And I know I have to separate myself with the reality that we're not leaving him. He's going to be fine, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I think from the experiences, um, we are who we are in good ways. And there's also things that I know for me, my personality, I know I, have, I struggle with anxiety, um, and abandonment because, you know, I, I need safety, I need structure, and I need people that are present, like you had said, Lauren. I think those for me are the major things that I instill in my children, and I want to be for my children, even my, my dog, because it's so important for me to do that. And, um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I walk away a little bit, I guess, scarred or tainted from my childhood. And um, definitely, I'm, I'm always a little bit more guarded in life. Um, so I was just wondering with you, if you have anything uh, that you struggle with, um, you know, in effect to what had happened growing up or anything like that. Kelly, it's so true that oftentimes, I think what we as parents um, channel a lot of effort and energy into um, are the things that we missed out on or that we felt we missed out on in childhood because we want so much for our children to have what we didn't have. Um, and I think that definitely is resounding in both you and I, you know, we're so conscious of being present. We're so conscious of, um, you know, caring and, and, uh, anticipating needs and that sort of a thing. And, 
And I guess that kind of feeds directly into my biggest struggle. Um, and I know it's directly correlated to my childhood, um, probably mostly my relationship with my father as well. Um, but it has to do with jealousy and really just feeling like I'm not enough. Uh, I know that I care too much about what others think um, about me if I mess up. Um, you know, just small little things. And, and then if something goes wrong, if, if maybe I'm not friends with somebody anymore, I, I take it really hard. Um, and I immediately, immediately internalize and think, well, you know, what did I do? And I'll rack my brain until I can figure out what it is that I did until, you know, until I, you know, uh, do something like where I extend the olive branch or I, you know, do everything that I can do to then let it go. And that's kind of what I've learned how to, you know, kind of cope with my relationship with my dad is, you know, he is very absent all of my life. Um, you know, he's on his third wife and I have, I've often felt like I was superfluous to his life. Like my, um, existence doesn't really matter to him. And I mean, he still doesn't talk to me. I, I think I know that he loves me, but I've had to figure out a way to let that go. And I remember, I think it was in 2017, sitting in my car outside of my house and just praying this prayer. And this was a time when I was still not um, speaking with my mother. We were in the midst of a five-year, um, I guess, sabbatical from each other. <laughs> um, and I just remember praying to God to release me from the heartache and the resentment and, you know, just let me know that, you know, because I think oftentimes we think, well, or the world tells us we only have today. And if you miss today, you're missing out on time. And, you know, time is short and time is sweet and time is all these things. And you need to do everything and, you know, everything, even meaning like denying yourself. And, and, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't deny ourselves to, to an extent, I mean, sure, but not to the point that it changes who you are or that it um, completely eradicates who you are. Um, small adjustments are good. Noticing how to, how to adjust in situations and, you know, uh, be able to sacrifice yourself a little bit, I think is, is healthy, but when it's sacrificing the whole of you, in order to be subservient to somebody else, I think is, is dangerous. Um, because yeah, because then you're not you anymore. And I don't think that's what God wants for us. And so I prayed for, for peace and release that, you know, if, if I should not be able to make amends with my parents on this side of heaven, I'd see them again. And, And so if they died, I would be okay. Um, that was a really hard conversation to have, but it was such a good one to have because it finally released me from the burden that I had to do everything because I honestly believing in God, believing in Christ is such a, is so much that is that I think oftentimes we believe that we are supposed to be empowered by God and then we have to do everything. And God says, no, 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 no. You have to have trust and faith in me and you believe and you do all you can do, but then you trust me to do the rest. And it was in that moment that I was surrendering to him that I was going, God, please give me peace. Please release me from this. And I, and I gave it to him and, you know, it wasn't until two more years that my mother and I have started to come together. And even when we first started rekindling our relationship, it wasn't until, 
you know, the following year. So just last year that we really started to, you know, gain some momentum with our relationship and maybe not even until this year, really. Um, but with each year, a little more momentum is gained. And, and I don't know what the future holds for my relationship with my father, but, um, yeah, I do know that I, I understand where my jealousy comes from and I understand where my people pleasing comes from and I understand where my feeling of not being enough comes from. And so as soon as I can remind myself of that and still with other people and I've gotten better at it, you know, the situation that I've shared uh, before um, about my neighbors in this new location and kind of a falling out, I've learned so much from that situation about how to let go you know, that uh, you can extend the olive branch and that you can do all you can do. But once you've done all you can do, you have to walk away. You have to let it go because it's in God's hands now. You know, you have to, that's why I think in the Bible, it says that, you know, if you can't do anything else for your enemies, you can at least pray for them. You know, and I'm not sitting here saying that my neighbors are my enemies, but for the, you know, intensive purposes of this conversation, you know, and I'm not saying my parents are my enemies either, but for this conversation, you know, it's, it's recognizing that, when you've exhausted all you can exhaust of yourself and there's no more to give, you have to trust in faith and your trust in faith is shown in prayer. So you pray for these people. And so, you know, that's what I try to remind myself of all the time. And, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that necessarily those things affect my parenting, the jealousy and the not feeling enough. Well, I take that back. Not the jealousy, but definitely the feeling enough. I always feel like I need to be doing or being present or with my children more. But I'm definitely getting better at that, um, better at letting that go. And um, quality over quantity time is always the best. And I've been really just leaning into that. And it's been good. Every day is a learning experience, right? All right, Kelly, any parting thoughts for you?